0: Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Get on the grid at SportsGrid. I am Marenzi, and I'm on the freaking grid. So it's always the raging redhead, Cam store. we got a lot of stuff to get to on the program. Uh, There's a lot of stuff debate uh, going on on social media, uh, right? And I don't start them, man. I just finish them. And Devontae Adams and Keenan Allen started talking about who the uh, top five best wide receivers ever were. That debate's uh, been going on. I see people having quarterback uh, debates. And then I saw DeMar DeRozan uh, just said uh, recently, when asked who he thinks the best uh, Raptor of all time is, he said he thinks it's Kyle Lowry, and it's not even mm. a debate, not even an argument. All right? So there's uh, there's a lot of debates and a lot of arguments. And then on Twitter, uh, you guys started asking me, hey, Marenzi, you know, who's the best ever Boston Celtic? Who's the best New York Knick? Um, so truth be told, I think we might have some time this spring. break uh, <laughs> down who's the best player in each uh, franchise's uh, team's uh, history, uh, actually. So... We're going to talk some wide receiver talk. It's fun, though. We've talked about the wide receiver. It was interesting because earlier in the week, we talked, Cam, about the wide receivers that are coming into the National Football League. And we talked about it being the deepest class in the history of the National Football League draft. And now we can sort of compare, well, these are the best of the best, uh, right? And we're sort of going to modern era here. Yeah. It's not who our favorite players of all time Who's the best five wide receivers of all time? And I think it's an interesting dynamic, actually, when you see you see what the pros are thinking. Because the pros are the ones that got this debate going. Like I said, if this was just like on ESPN or like, you know, Colin Cowherd and Stephen A. Smith's top five, I wouldn't be comparing it. But since since I respect Devontae Adams, I respect Keenan Allen. Yeah. Robbie Anderson got in on the debate, but Robbie Anderson's list sucked. <laughs> so we get to that a little bit later on. But we'll go down. And really, there's a couple of automatics. There's a couple of automatics that no one's going to argue about. I did find it tough, actually, to narrow it down. And me I too. think my five will be different uh, than your five when it's all said and done. Uh, so we'll get into that. We'll get into who's the best Raptor of all time. Maybe me, me and Cam can share our top five favorite Raptor players of all time that maybe is separate than who the best player of all time uh, in Raptor history was. Uh, the Knicks, the Celtics. We'll get into all the franchises um, as, we, um, as we go along. We can't do it, do it all once. And I don't want to rush. I actually want to be able to have good debates about, uh, about each team. Um, but let's start off uh, right now. Uh, there's no debate, Cam, in saying that John Jones is an
1: idiot. <laughs> no. I just go back to the time that you met him and we met him and you did your uh, show. And this guy was a, a scared to have a drink. And the things that have happened afterwards have just been shocking to me, Marenzi. I, I got to tell you, man, it was unbelievable. You called him out. You knew he was going to be a champion when we did the show in Montreal at trophies. But since that point, Gabe, uh, I don't know, man. This guy is absolutely, he's unhinged. Uh, he's had many, many chances before, and I just—he just uh, he just doesn't get it. But he's very, very lucky, too. A lot, a lot of the times he gets away with this stuff where regular human beings probably would have had to do some Pretty hard time if you keep on screwing up all the time. But you know this guy, I, I don't know what to say, buddy. He's he's got screws loose. Well, he has
0: he has gone to jail uh, before, albeit it was like county jail. Yeah. But he did, you know, it was it, it was a couple of months. It, it, it bordered on a couple of months. But he does he does stupid things, but not over the top crazy things. But pretty bad. Like put it this way, like people criticize Antonio Brown all the time. And listen, I think Antonio Brown's a jerk. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, I've said it time and time again. Uh, but at the same point in time, I've also said, if you really look at Antonio Brown, if you, you looked at Antonio Brown and you took his name off the sort of the the accusations and the rap sheeting, and you looked at Justin Bieber, you know what I mean? Justin Bieber throws eggs at neighbor's window. <laughs> Antonio <laughs> Brown throws rock at moving company truck. You know what I mean? Like yes. You know, yes. Antonio Brown throws couch off a balcony. <laughs> like Antonio Brown does sort of more like rock star stupid things. Yeah. I mean, he throws, you know, he throws and, gummy bears at cops, he melts yeah. off at cops. You know what I mean? Like, even his the accusations, they're not police accusations, they're more civil lawsuits. That's so true. I'm just stating like like John Jones is like worse than Antonio Brown. Oh, yes. I'm this. Like, no, 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 no. Like, Antonio going Brown's right. not running over pregnant women and stuff like every six yeah. months. So, this goes back to John Jones, and we still cover the UFC, but we really covered, you know, mixed martial arts a lot. You know, especially when the UFC was booming in the old days, and I used to do a lot of live shows, live events with UFC fighters, and you know a lot of epic nights, actually. Some of our favorite uh, shows and some of our, you know, our fans' favorite nights. Uh, great memories, you know, all over the place. You name city, we've done it there too with these fighters, so... This one was in Montreal. There was a UFC event in Montreal. George St. Pierre was fighting. Big fight. I think it was against Matt Serra. Well, I think it was that mm-hmm. big one, actually. And yep. um, so UFC's on Saturday, obviously. We did a show Thursday night with a bunch of fighters, and then Friday as well. And yeah, I remember Cain Velasquez was there, very humble guy. Didn't like being in a gentleman's establishment. <laughs> he was like, oh, I'm not really comfortable here. Like, you know what I mean? We're at a strip club doing a show on, on a Thursday night. Yeah. So Friday night we're at this sports bar and I'm gonna forget some of the fighters that were there, but the Crow, David Lazau, Kenny Florian, Yep. Clay Guida. <laughs> Love Clay Guida. <laughs> yeah. Clay Guida. <laughs> Keith yeah. Herring. Yeah. And John Jones. Big names. And, yeah, and a couple others. Like, yeah. you, know, you know, local guys. And, you know, there was a lot of fighters there. But basically, it was like Heath Herring was, you know, on, on the mic all night. He was one of the co-hosts there. And, you know, so we, we have guys. And I never forget, too, it was funny, just sidetracked there. Funny story. I remember, like, you know, being a lot of drink, drinks deep. <laughs> and me, like, standing there bitching and saying you know, Kenny Florian told me he's going to come. If you say you're going to come, man, then you should freaking show up, man. I'm like, it's 1 in the morning. Guy doesn't come. No tax. No nothing. I'm like, you know, I've always liked this guy, man. And the thing is, Kenny Florian's kind of small, too. He is. And I didn't notice he was standing behind me. (laughs) Yeah. he's like, come on, man. <laughs> I'm like, here. Yeah. And then he tells me, he goes, you know, the hardest right. place is to find it. It's true. <laughs> good
1: point. <laughs> he goes, Gold goes, the firm. taxi
0: driver got lost. He yeah. starts, like, getting mad at me. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry, Kenny. I'm going to get you some tricks. <laughs> he's like, ah, oh, I'm just busting your balls. I'm like, yeah, it's all good. So anyway, so John Jones is there. And John Jones is kind of a kid at the time. He's young, you know what I mean? And, you know, he's, like, new in his career, too. Like, he was literally, like, 3-0 and in the UFC. Like, 3-0 and as a pro. I think he had one fight in the UFC at the time. And as Cam said, I introduced him as the future champion, you know, to the room and on the air. I said, this guy, this kid is the future of the UFC. I said, this kid's going to kill everybody. He's going to be the champion. So he loved me right away because I'm, I'm pimping him up to be the champ. And, we, you know, we're, we're, we're laughing it up and stuff. So we're getting shots. So people are uh, sending – it was only on radio, too. It wasn't on TV. So they're yeah. sending shots over, and, you know, the fighters are, can handle it. You know, guys are having shots and stuff. So somebody sends over a bunch of shots of tequila to our table, to, to where the radio row booth was, our, our where our setup was. And they send, you know, some shots over. Everyone's like, cheers. They have a shot. And John Jones looks at me and says – He goes, I've never drank tequila or had a shot in my life before. (laughs) But he goes, you know what? I'm having so much fun. Yeah, why not? (laughs) Dang, he nails a shot. All right. A couple of minutes later, there's another round of shots. John Jones nails the next shot. He drinks about three or four of them and stuff. And I remember his girlfriend, uh, this girl, she's been along for the whole ride, too. because She's Mm. been through a lot, that chick. Yeah, here you go. Good point. So this girl, she's there. Loyal. And she says to me, she goes, you know, I've never seen him have fun like this. She goes, he's normally pretty serious. He doesn't really have fun like this. She goes, I've never seen him drink like this. She goes, he doesn't drink. And uh, she goes, you know, he doesn't drink. She goes, I'm surprised. She goes, he's really having fun tonight. (laughs) And it didn't stop at like four shots. It stopped at like 14 shots. Yeah, like literally yeah. like 12, 14. And then it was like the Jagermeister and other. It was like things got out of control. Everyone was like really nailing these drinks. But John Jones was supposed to stay for half an hour, didn't drink, ends up staying for like three or four hours, gets freaking hammered. Like John Jones is smashed. And John Jones um, is like, I, I've never drank before. And we're like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And okay yeah i remember no, no. <laughs> i remember when john jones left i looked over at everyone and i said i said well either john jones uh you know could really handle his booze for someone who never drank before or that dude's lying to us and oh. i started laughing i said never drank before i said I, I said i remember i told everyone you were there i was like so this guy just drank 14 shots of tequila, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. And the guy walked out straight. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he was buzzed, but he wasn't fall down drunk or anything. Like, not man. his first rodeo. No, no. Like I said, so John Jones hang out all night. I see other people buying him shots. He went hard all night. And, yeah, you know, I always, we thought it was funny. All right, John Jones tells people he doesn't drink. <laughs> ha, 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 ha But then it sort of raised up a notch over the years. And then you hear him say, do an interview, about how you know remember he chased down a purse snatcher once and tackled the yep. guy and no one knows if it really happened then he said oh yeah i'm proud i used to uh, snitch out on the weed dealers in high school and he went for that captain america image when the whole time dude you're doing blows uh you're doing blow off like <laughs> strippers breast and stuff and then he started crashing cars and of course he ran into a pregnant woman he did he got into a car accident in, in new mexico in Albuquerque. He got into a car accident like, an intersection in the middle, like, one in the morning type thing. Except, it could have just been all right, but he, you know, so it was an accident. It was his fault. Like, John Jones went through a light type of thing. So, smashes into a car. Except the car that he smashed into, the woman was pregnant. Mm. And I don't know what it is when UFC fighters and pregnant women, because I don't know if <laughs> you remember, years ago, Rampage Jackson That's ran a- <laughs> over a pregnant woman in his car, exactly too. you're right. <laughs> What are the odds? You know, he didn't mean <laughs> to do it, but he happened to run over a pregnant woman.
1: Exactly. So
0: same thing with John Jones. He collided with a pregnant woman. Except Jones got out of the car and took off. Mm. So he left his car in the middle of the road, except being the uh, rocket science that he is, he left his ID in the glove compartment.
1: Great. <laughs> <laughs> <This>
0: guy- <laughs> so, the thing is, <laughs> That's brutal. He left his UFC ID. Like they, yeah. they're like John Jones, UFC yeah. fighter, and they're looking. And the thing is, Albuquerque, New Mexico. They know him. He trains there. Like I don't know why he lives there still. It's like, bro, you've been arrested like six times now. There, like eventually, you're not going to get out. So, whatever. We all know the story. So I'm just stating. We've known Jones over the years, and he definitely changed. Like he, he became a super jerk, <laughs> and then he looked for sympathy after. I was pretending to be a jerk. I'm really a good guy. It was an act. And then everyone fell for it and he was a jerk again. Like the thing with John Jones is it's hard to feel sorry for him, Cam, because he laughs at other people's failures all the time yeah. this
1: day. It's an excellent point. And, uh, and the thing is, you don't want you don't mind people making mistakes. for human. I've made mistakes. You've made mistakes. We've all done it, especially when drinking. Who hasn't made a dumb dumb choice when they've been drinking? The problem is, it's not one time, two times, three times. And Gabe, this guy's got something to live for, and and, and he's been able to get away from sticky situations because he is John Jones. And that's the thing. He's one probably day, left about twenty, 20 to thirty million I'm thinking on thinking the table. About, yeah. Yep, thirty, 30, 30 million. million or, we'll yep. Yep,
0: I think. Listen, or. we could probably say fifty. You could, you know, with his endorsements, he lost the Nike deal. He hasn't fought in much. That's the whole thing. Like he really, and he is a big star. He's just, he takes himself out of the game all the time. He's, and we're not even talking about his suspensions. Like he beats up on Daniel Cormier, who's like 12 years older than him and mocks him. But then you find out he was juiced up for the fight. It's Mm -hmm. like, well, if you can beat this guy and he's an old man, what'd you juice up for? Exactly. But he's like Barry Bonds. Like he didn't need to cheat, but he does. <laughs> like that's like he's one of these point. guys. You know what I mean? He just can't help himself. But the thing is, both of his brothers aren't mess ups. They're both in the NFL. You know what and, I mean? Like
1: and very good.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones a, like, is awesome. Yeah. He's yeah. not like they're disciplined. They do all gets suspended all the time. It's Jones that does. John does. So the latest is John Jones. Cops uh, said they responded to reports of gunfire in Albuquerque, New Mexico, once again in the middle of the night. Uh, when See, it's always at 1 a.m. It's never at 1 p.m. this time. No, oh, yeah, exactly. As I've said it before, and I'll say it again, guys. These stories, never like, oh, yeah, yeah, baseball player arrested, drunk driving, and punching people at uh, 3 in the afternoon. <laughs> yep. It's always 3 in the morning. 3 in the morning. <laughs> they say nothing good can happen after midnight. Um uh, my grandfather told me that. And I said, well, Gramps, can we change it till two? Yeah, I exactly. <laughs> <laughs> i I'm with
1: you. Midnight's a little bit early. I, I like two. Two's a good over-under. For, yeah, for I think,
0: that things <laughs> can happen. Midnight's the one. Like, it's
1: yeah, just, it really is midnight. He was but... basically saying,
0: and then yeah. after dark. He yeah. basically said, nothing good happens at night. Like, that's what he was saying. Uh, cops respond to reports of gunfire. Uh, when they arrived on the scene, they found a man inside a 2019 Jeep with his engine running and a car in park. Uh, the man was John Jones. John uh, Jones then denied to the police, firing a gun. Police officers say he appeared intoxicated. Bloodshot, watery eyes, reeked of booze. Conducted a field sobriety test, which he uh, failed. failed. Uh, he then uh, asked for a breathalyzer, which he failed twice. <laughs> <laughs> he asked for it, too. Wow. Confidence. Yeah, this is crazy. To, like, <laughs> He registered over the legal limit on all three tests he did. Yeah. <laughs> like you just took yourself out of the game, bro. Like even if you did one test, you could claim it maybe was faulty. Yeah. It's like, no, you did three. Like that's how dumb he is. Like you just say, all right, I'm doing one test and that's it. Like, you know what I mean? I'm gonna argue the test after. Right? Like uh, so uh, and then he's like, No, no, I but I didn't fire a gun. He said, I don't even have a gun. Well, they found a gun. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. What's so the bottom line here, Gabe? He's been lying to everybody <laughs> since the time and, they met for the first time. He lies. He had a, he had a gun, a half-empty bottle of tequila.
0: Wow, tequila. Yeah,
1: that's his. That's his. Uh, that's the drink. You think,
0: Cam? You imagine if he was telling the truth and like we started all this with those shots of tequila? Yeah. I
1: can't believe it was tequila in the car. I know <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and no offense. When you're <laughs> drinking tequila, if the guy's never had a drink before, I'm not stupid. I've seen a lot of people who started drinking. You're not starting with tequila if you're not a pro. And no, also no, 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 you no, could no, only no. get through a couple tequilas if you've started drinking. Yeah, right? he would have who are up. stupid? No, you start with light shots if you're just gonna start drinking. That's, that's uh, heavyweight material.
0: Um, so he's out on bond. He was uh, charged with uh, aggravated driving while intoxicated, negligent use of a deadly weapon, and possession of an open container. I like how the open container, it's like you have a deadly weapon and you add a bottle open of tequila.
1: Open so. container sounds kind of friendly, like you're drinking like a Miller Lite. The guy had an open container of tequila, big difference. Right, so he's lucky, he just
0: finished his probation on January the 8th. Oh wow. It's not a violation of probation, he was on probation because he slapped a stripper on January the 8th. Like, Like this, yeah, you're really on a roll, John. I I tell you, at least you're consistent, bro. Like we know, like every like once a year, we're good for a John Jones screws up story. And like I said, I wish him the best in real life. Mm -hmm. I don't wish John Jones ill will or anything like that. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com Grid. I am Arexi. I'm on the grid. So is the Ranger Redhead, Cam Stewart. Alright, we talked about uh, John Jones and uh, his troubles uh, now let's talk about something a little bit more positive uh so to speak let's have a good old-fashioned argument and debate uh about the top five wide receivers in nfl history and we're not talking about who our favorite players are yep. you don't have to love the guy this is sort of but at the same point in time it doesn't mean you have to fall in line right like a lot of times people fall yep. in line with the stats of the top five or i team. agree I'm going with my top five, and me too. It doesn't mean like not necessarily my favorite guys of all time. You know what I mean? Andre Reed's one of my favorite players of all time. He's not top five wide receiver of all
1: time. Yeah, he's he, top. Uh, he's top. I fi- put him he, in the top good. fifteen. I put him in the top fifteen. That's the he's thing. Narrowing there. it down to five, like you yeah, it made it very difficult for but me. Like at ten, I felt good, but five. There's ugh. a
0: few locks, and then it sort of gets debatable. Yeah, actually, I agree. So the debate started with Devontae Adams and Keenan Allen on Twitter. And because regular people were talking about best quarterbacks and stuff, and they started a wide receiver one. So I thought it was cool that, you know, at least they're NFL wide receivers, right? And they're stars. Exactly. So, they, they, you know, their opinion counts and something like this. So Devontae Adams, we'll just rattle it off. Devontae Adams says Randy, and not in order. It's just five. So yep. know, we don't have to argue with one, two, one to five. It's just the best five. Mm-hmm. Randy Moss Jerry Rice, Hmm? Marvin Harrison, Calvin Johnson, Julio Jones. Wow. That's Devontae Adams' top five. So interesting that Julio Jones makes the list, the current player. Randy Moss, Jerry Rice, Marvin Harrison, Calvin Johnson, Julio Jones. Great list. Keenan Allen. And Keenan Allen says Randy Moss, Jerry Rice, those, uh, those two are both in. Terrell Owens, Calvin Johnson. So, Johnson's on both their top fives. Larry Fitzgerald for oh. Keenan Allen. And Robbie Anderson got in on the act. <laughs> I can't wait for his. You said they're bad? Um, <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, he went with his favorites or something. Yeah. Yeah, Randy Moss, Jerry Rice, Ocho Cinco. No. Top five of all time?
1: Come on, dude. <laughs> the top Dave Smith. Wow. Nah, he's about 25. Steve yeah Smith is really good. good great but, career, not, but no. But, not uh, best of all
0: time. Uh, Come he's on. got Antonio Brown. Mm, I, he, I'd maybe put him in the top Antonio 10. Antonio Brown really was amazing. He was. But, yeah. <laughs> no. The system's pretty big there. Um, so, yeah. yeah, I don't want to debate his list. Like, we're not arguing Ocho Cinco no, and no. Steve Smith and stuff. So for the record, George Kurtz has the identical list as Keenan Allen. That George George Kurtz. So we 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 were talking with Kurtz about this. George Kurtz has Randy Moss, Jerry Rice, um, Terrell Owens, Calvin Johnson, Larry Fitzgerald. I didn't give my five yet. We'll get your five yeah. now, Cam. Yeah. I've been kicking the tires on Calvin Johnson. He really was amazing and spectacular, but. I don't know. Like, he didn't didn't play long enough for me, and, you know, he didn't win. There's different things to it. As good as he was, he's top ten. He might be higher than top ten, but he didn't make my top five. So, let's get your top five. Who do you you got, Kevin?
1: Okay, yeah, Calvin Johnson did make mine, but I'm going to start things off at five, Gabe, and work my way down down to one. I have a dead heat at five between Terrell Owens and Larry Fitzgerald, and the only reason I have a dead heat, everybody else I have – Just individual guys. Larry Fitzgerald I picked because of longevity and also think about all the years he played on bad teams and he's always been good. You get a bonus mark for me for playing in the league that long. He's second behind Jerry Rice in total yards. And T.O. always showed up in big games. So those are my guys. They're T5. In four, this is not a heart pick. I think Steve Largent at four had the best hands out of anybody that I've ever seen play. I know I'm a Seahawks fan, but I still believe he is a top five receiver. He's very tough. Also, guys, I like Art Monk uh, from that generation, I yeah. think, are very, very good. But I put Steve Largent at four. I put Randy Moss. You talked about it at number three. You have to. Every team that he played for, you want to talk about deep patterns. Also, his life. You know, having to play at Marshall, getting caught for smoking weed, big deal. The way he got screwed over and went to Marshall. And uh, when he went to the NFL, just a total game-breaker with Culpepper, Far, any quarterback that he had, Randy Moss would find a way to get the ball. Calvin Johnson is on my list, Gabe. At number two, I think Megatron was one of the best, also playing for the Detroit Lions. He was the only guy on that team all the time, double teamed. And Calvin Johnson, year after year, time after time, was electrifying when he played. And obviously the best of all time, Mississippi Valley State, Jerry Rice. So I have Jerry Rice, number one, Calvin Johnson, number two, Randy Moss, number three, Steve Largent number four, Larry Fitzgerald and Terrell Owens, T5, Dead Heat. Those are my guys. Yeah, Mississippi Valley State. You mean Mississippi Valley Delta. Uh, Delta, you know, so yeah, exactly. The, Delta. Maybe, maybe <laughs> sure. the worst
0: basketball team in America. Uh, <laughs> maybe they were actually really, really that bad. Nice list. I can't, listen, I'm not going to argue it. Steve Largent's interesting. Steve Largent made the All NFL team. If you remember just this couple of months yep. ago, remember they were rolling out the, the All? Yeah. 100-year NFL team. Steve Largent made it one of the best uh, possession wide receivers ever. And, you know, I've, I this one is hard. Like, it's hard. I, I hate leaving guys off, Ed. Me too. I know, Cal, maybe I'm being a little too hard on Calvin Johnson, but I do have him right there. So, um, obviously, guys, Jerry Rice is the best wide receiver of all time. Like, there's really Jerry Rice and then everyone else. Because the other guys are all sort of in the same pack together, as great as they are. Um, and we can get into the 70s guys and stuff, but is Stallworth and Swan as good as these other guys?
1: Oh, it's, it's, you know
0: what? Lance Allworth. Very, very Yeah, high. that's the that's thing. There's, so, there's
1: some great guys. I like that you, you brought up Art Monk. Art Monk, a Art great, Monk's great wide receiver. I would Flies put him under the radar. Underrated, most underrated receiver almost of all time, Art Monk. Gabe, if you look at consistency, what Art Monk did, he was always among the best. And I, I think he doesn't get the respect he deserves. It's kind of tough for those guys in that era, right? Because they had Air Coriel, like Charlie Joyner, Lance Allworth, Art Monk. Those are like very, very, very good receivers. I, I, I like the fact that the- It's co- tough to come up with just five. F
0: Julio, yeah, top 10 right, so, study here. Jerry Rice is obviously on the list, he's number one. Jerry Rice, the best wide receiver. Randy Moss, dominant, he was dominant for a long time. I you know, I don't I wouldn't have Moss too. It seems like a lot of people sort of have Moss like in as the definitive second best receiver of all time. I don't. Mm-hmm. But um but I'm not gonna argue that Randy Moss is top five. Oh, yeah. The next guy I have on the list, not everybody does, and I think it's um it's wrong not to. Marvin Harrison. I, I love Marvin Harrison. Yeah. And you know, Marvin Harrison. I don't think people realize just how good he was. He was amazing. And the numbers that he put up. Um, you know, if, if you look at his uh, NFL record streak of eight straight years with 1,000-plus yards and 10 touchdowns. Imagine that. Eight straight years, guys, he had 1,000-plus yards and 10 touchdowns. <laughs> I, know. Um, I you know. I was reading in the all-NFL team, like they had quotes from coaches like that voted for the team. And Bill Belichick basically stated, there's not a lot of players that I've double teamed every time. He said, Harrison's one of them. So that's all you need to know, guys. Like Bill Belichick stated that it was a necessity to double team Marvin Harrison. And he said, if they didn't double team him, they knew that that's where the ball was going because he wouldn't be able to stop it. Harrison, not good. Harrison's just not flashy. He didn't talk a lot. He's a psycho in real life, it turns out. So he doesn't get like media love now. So he really flies under the radar. But for me, Marvin Harrison is a top five uh, guy if you look at his accomplishments. Yep. Yeah, I know it's tough to leave guys off the list. Um, This next guy, not in anyone's top five. I've seen him in some people's top tens, but never a top five. Can I guess? I'm going for who I watch play and who I say, if I'm taking five guys, he's on my team. Who do you think? I'm going to think uh, Isaac Bruce. You know you know me pretty well, actually. Isaac Bruce, I wanted to be ballsy,
1: but not that ballsy. I looked close. at Bruce. Okay, I got one more. One more. Who close. almost, for my top, Tim Brown? No. Michael Irvin. Michael Irvin, he's just outside my top ten. Just outside. Michael Irvin. To me, yep.
0: I get it. You know what I mean? Maybe he's not as flashy and the numbers aren't quite as big as some of the other guys thing is, Michael Irvin played on a team that had a lot of talent. Michael Mm -hmm. Irvin played on a team that ran the ball a lot, right? He didn't play in a pass-happy offense. Emmitt Smith's the leading rusher of all time in NFL history for a reason. He got the ball a lot, right? But whenever you went up to Michael Irvin, you know, his his catch rate was incredibly high. He was one of the first wide receivers that would go up and take the ball from you. For sure. Like, if it was one-on-one, like a jump ball, you weren't getting it. And to me, just the successes, Cam, the big, he played well in big games. He was good in big games, three-time Super Bowl champion, national champion in college, dominant everywhere he was. You know, I I kept coming back to him. You know what I mean? I'm taking him over Calvin Johnson. Interesting. No, and I don't have a problem with that. I'm taking him. So I've got Jerry Rice. I've got Randy Moss. Mm -hmm. I've got Marvin Harrison. Mm Mm-hmm. I got Michael Irvin, which leaves room for one more. And I've said this, uh, one thing about modern sports, and there's always a debate, Cam, about, wow, how these guys match up to old guys, and some of the old guys are better, and, like, every sport is different. Yet there's one thing, I don't know if you agree with me, but there's one thing I've noticed about football today, nowadays in football, the wide receivers... Are all like so, they're all better in a mm-hmm. sense. Like, like somebody, dude, even watch college football games. You see some of the catches these kids no, make it, with one. It's like, crazy. I was, you watch the XFL, like, watch the CFL. Guys, you should see some of the sick catches these oh, guys make in the Canadian Football League. Legendary. And you're like, man, that's like the best catch I've ever seen in my life. Does it mean they're the best receiver ever? No. But the wide receivers, I mean, Jerry Rice was, like, in wicked shape for the time. Look at the specimens now. You know, the Julio Joneses of the world and stuff. And Julio Jones seems to get all love. So I do think that the modern wide receivers deserve their just due. And these guys are as good, if probably better, than all the greats. They're just in different situations. Mm -hmm. But for me, then, I'm going to surprise people. To me, the best wide receiver in the National Football League in the modern era and in the NFL is DeAndre Hopkins. I'm putting DeAndre Hopkins on wow. this. Wow, that's bold. Yeah, there's my five.
1: Yeah, I love it. I Speaking love it. Look at Hopkins.
0: <laughs> Hopkins has been unstoppable with Osweiler, Yates. Yeah, he has Deshaun Savage. Watson now. He's Savage. been hurt a lot. Bad, bad quarterbacks. Like, yeah, like Hopkins has like gotten open and made plays with scrubs at quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't have the luxury, not a lot of other weapons around him. Like, I don't... Listen, I think Odell Beckham is is right up there. He's flaky. People don't like him. But if you look at Odell Beckham's career, Cam... No, it's
1: fantastic, but I He already put-
0: has Hall of Fame numbers, pretty you, much, you, and he hasn't even been in the league that long.
1: The thing is, when you look at Odell Beckham for what he has done and the time... You know how flaky he is. He'll make that acrobatic catch, but sometimes you'll do something very stupid. When I look at DeAndre Hopkins, his consistency level is so much better. That's the thing. Like right now, you could put you could put OBJ like top twenty-five, but I would say when you're looking at these receivers, Hopkins is just a hundred times better. And even Julio Jones. Julio Jones is way better than uh, Beckham, in my opinion. I like Julio Jones better than Beckham too. Yet, Julio.
0: Doesn't score a lot of touchdowns. Yep. There's he not can that.
1: Play. There's Matt bad in
0: the red zone too.
1: He makes know, a lot of mistakes.
0: Yeah, I was. You can't. I can't lie about that. <laughs> I, I, I. can't. I, I. can't debate that. I can't argue that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm holding against Julio Jones that he fell down in the end zone against the Eagles.
1: Eagles. Yeah, you still remember that? Yeah. It's like I do. Like, it's, I, uh... <laughs> it's like it was
0: a big play, and you slipped. Like that was the game. You know, the Eagles would never have won the Super Bowl. They would have lost. I know. <laughs> like I, I, people you don't refer to play it was a couple of years ago. So remember when the Eagles won the Super Bowl? Um, in the first playoff game they played, they hosted the Atlanta Falcons. All right. Yeah. And it was in a divisional round. The Falcons won their first game, and then they, they went into Philly. And, and it came down. They were first in goal. I, am, I know you remember. They were oh, the Falcons I were first. I had the Falcons, I remember. So <laughs> they were first and goal from like the two yard line. And you know, maybe it was like the six, and they got to the two. They got they ran the ball. They got stuffed. They threw it. Ryan was bad. It came down to fourth down. And it was a good play call, actually. They rolled Ryan out like a little bootleg zone read option. And Ryan rolled out to the right. And Julio Jones just sort of, it was only two yards. So, Jones basically was just supposed to post up like a basketball yep. player, and they were just going to throw it high in the air. Because remember, the Eagles' secondary sucked. So, number one. Yeah, they were And smaller. number two, they were small. Yep. And Jones was way bigger, and he was in single coverage. They worked. Like, that's why I was like, oh my God, it's going to work. Like, they rolled it out, and I saw Jones. And yep. Jones, Ryan lobs the ball nice and high, perfect. Yep. Jones slipped. Jones slipped on the grass. Got up in time, like he's it, like it broke the the natural play. Like he didn't fall and never get up, but like, you remember, he sort of slipped. He fell to a knee kind of. Then- he popped back up and tried to like palm it one handed. Didn't do it. You know, listen, I'm not blaming Julio Jones. It is what it is. You know, what I'm saying the Falcons would find ways to choke, as we know. You know what I mean? But I just can't make Julio Jones top five. I think Michael Irvin deserves it more. And I know DeAndre Hopkins is a reach, but if we're going to throw a new a new guy in here, then it's going to be DeAndre Hopkins, not Julio Jones, in my opinion. I don't know who. What about
1: D Hop versus Calvin Johnson? I like Calvin Johnson better. I think Calvin Johnson. Did more. You bring up one point. Calvin Johnson didn't play long enough, but for what he did in the times that he played, and let's remember something. Calvin Johnson didn't have the best quarterbacks throwing him the ball at the start of his career, too. They didn't have the weapons in Detroit. He was ah, always double and triple team. He was the mo- he was the first monster, Gabe, when you talk about the post-up play. Calvin Johnson, All big, right, listen. one hand and grabs. He's the guy, I'm going to nail down the five. I'm going to bump Hopkins. You got to put Calvin Johnson in five. I think. Uh, I don't like, like leaving. I don't like leaving To off the list. I don't like Fitzgerald. leaving Fitzgerald off the list. No, I did a tie for fifth because I wanted to add one more guy. I got Fitzgerald and To. T five, like in golf. <laughs> People can laugh at Steve Largent, but All he's right, Hopkins
0: maybe. is out. Johnson's in. I'll settle it there. we Michael Irvin stays. Yep. Michael Irvin stays. Rear five. And on the grid. We'll get it on the other side. Yeah. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game time decision continues. I am Gabriel Branson. with are Down to Ranger the range Reddit, Cam Stewart. Um, I think on our next show, we'll get to, into some future odds. We'll dig in and yeah, like see that. what we can find, find something else, find some value uh, for you. But we've had a fun week this week talking about new players coming into the league and giving you some great draft props to bet on. Uh, I've had some fun sport debate about our favorite players, uh, memory lane, everything else in between. So just to wrap up and to to uh, conclude our, uh,
1: our top five, Cam, your top five. My Which top really five. six. You cheated. Really, I'm a cheater. I'm going to go T5. Larry Fitzgerald and Terrell Owens tied for fifth. Fourth, Steve Largent of the Seattle Seahawks. Three, Randy Moss did it all, baby. Two, Calvin Johnson. Got to love Megatron and the best of them all. Jerry Rice from a small school. Absolutely stellar. Nobody will break his records. What do you got, Gabe? I'm going to go Jerry
0: Rice, Randy Moss, Marvin Harrison, Michael Irvin,
1: Calvin Johnson. Love it. And I almost had Marvin Harrison was the guy I was gonna bump for like Larry Fitzgerald, T.O. or Steve Largent. I love Marvin Harrison.
0: Yeah, and I'd say the two guys that I've left off the list the most were Fitzgerald and T.O. I think T.O. deserves to be right there. And I don't want to discount, I don't want to discount um Lynn Swan and John Stalworth. they both both, yeah, I think they're both 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 great. But I guess you, you know they're not top five. I get it. Um, All right. So, DeMar DeRozan. Mm-hmm. DeMar DeRozan asked about uh, greatest Raptor ever. DeMar says it's not even a
1: question. It's Kyle Lowry. Couldn't agree more, Gabe. Couldn't agree more. I thought about this one. Everyone's going to go Vince Carter. Well, he put the Raptors on the map on ESPN, the dunk contest. Tracy McGrady. Great young star. Those were good times when the Raptors started to get better. But I look at everything. When you're rating these things, you look at everything. Consistency, leadership, years of longevity. Kyle Lowry, year after year, he is Mr. Raptor. He won a championship with this team. When they needed him the most against Golden State, he showed up in big games. He is the guy. Kyle Lowry, and I'm with DeMar DeRozan. I don't think it is a debate. I got to go with Kyle Lowry. He is Mr. Toronto Raptor. That's enough said. You know it's funny too
0: because a lot of people would, a lot of people would, um, a lot of people would say that's crazy. It's not crazy. Kyle Lowry gets picked on a lot, right? He misses a shot. He has a bad game. Kyle Lowry sucks and all this other type of stuff. If you ask the common person who the best rapper of all time is, Vince Carter. They're, they're saying Vince Carter. Oh, now no. we should note Kawhi Leonard's not part of the conversation. Nope. I uh, like. I like. I see that he is on Raptor list. I mean, is he or isn't he? You know what I'm saying? He's not. He
1: he, he hit the biggest shot in franchise history, but he also played for the team for one damn year. This is best Raptors of all time. Yeah, you're not the best Raptor of all time. Sorry. Sorry. Are you you the best
0: player that ever played in a Raptor uniform? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. You you can put it that way. Are you the best player to play in a Raptor uniform? Maybe. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, probably. Yet... So people will, you know, people would be surprised that it's Kyle Lowry. Yet, as you stated, Cam, Kyle Lowry's consistency, both ends of the floor, the leadership, the longevity, you know what I mean? Other guys have left. DeMar didn't leave on his own, you know, like he got sent away. DeMar would have stayed, too. But Lowry is like, embraced being a Raptor, has worn it on his sleeve, And Lowry's been through the good and the bad. Like, I didn't, you know, I didn't like it. And for people tuning in, you know, I am a Raptor fan. Uh, Cam's a Raptor fan, but, you know, I'm a diehard, like, you know, Raptor, hardcore Raptor fan fan. And I didn't like it that T-Mac and these guys were treated so nicely during the finals run. Yep. You know what I mean? It was like, you guys don't appreciate the right players. You know why? Because T Mac's famous and T-Mac, you know, he sells jerseys. And same with Vince Carter. Vince Carter is a great player, and Vince Carter put the Raptors on a Vince Carter helped build the Raptors. There's no disputing it. Like, you know, Kevin Durant's favorite team growing up as a kid is the Raptors. Like there are a lot of other guys. Like, why would that be? It was Vince Carter. It was their cool uniforms too. Um You know, we can't, to me, man, Damon Stoudemire, bro, like, he's the
1: one that put, like, he's, like, the the first, like, staple of the franchise. (laughs) I agree with that. (laughs) I agree with that. I sent out two lists, and you also said your favorite raps, and uh, I had Damon Stoudemire. I must have sent uh, Puccio, these guys, the the, the wrong list here. But uh, I have a couple of favorites that kind of fly under the radar, and I agree with you. If you're a Raptor fan of old, you'll know. Damon Stoudemire, Mighty Mouse, was the Raptor. You know, he was the first big-time player, came from the University of Arizona back in the Purple Dino days, and he was fantastic with this franchise. I agree 100%. Like, Damon Stoudemire, to me, he he has to make a list, like, hands down. Antonio, a lot of people say Antonio Davis, too. Many good years with, with the Toronto Raptors. He was Raptors. really good. Yeah. Antonio Davis was
0: rock solid with the Raptors. Mm. He was He was really good you know we can get into you know our, our different you know our favorite players and and stuff but if you're looking at the best raptors so, you know listen Kyle Lowry is, I'm glad that Lowry gets the the I'm glad that he gets the respect now i mm-hmm. I'm glad that he's getting his just due that people are recognizing him uh, for this now I'm sure you know twitter blows up and all oh, Kyle Lowry oh, he's not the greatest player and and all this other stuff Kyle Low- you know Kyle Lowry I think is the greatest Raptor ever. I think with the championship, the defense, people forget to in the playoffs last year, like Kyle Lowry and you can't deny it. That's what makes the story so great, right? That's what makes the story so great. That Kyle Lowry went through the struggles camp. You exactly. know, Kyle Lowry did have a poor playoff percentage shooting percentage before Kyle Lowry had been through struggles, but he also had successes, but people like to dwell on the negatives all the time. Right. So for him, and don't forget, last year in a, in a title game, uh, in a clinching game, he dropped 26 points, guys, uh, 26 points. He scored like the Raptors' first eight points of the game, 12 points of the game or whatever. It was like, bam, bam, bam. He set the tone. He set the tone in the series. He played great defense. Hell, you see in the All-Star game, he's you know he's playing defense out there. He's getting run over. He's got a ton of heart. And you can't say that about a lot of guys. You know, a guy that is one of the best Raptors of all time,
1: but I don't like him, um, is Chris Bosh. I didn't put him on my list, even though I agree with you. It's just one of those things that Bosh. I thought he could make a statement and, you know, to stick around and be the Kyle Lowry of the franchise, but he made a decision. It was it was a business decision, right? You want to go to Miami and play with the big three there. You know, that's what he did. It's interesting to me, Gabe. I like players that kind of look at situations and say, you know what, let's do it with the guys that we have or don't have to go to a super team to win. That's kind of the way sports is changing right now. Like, in the NFL, if we get drafted, me and you, by the Bengals or Dolphins, wouldn't the pride that you have being a bad team and actually accomplishing something without having to go out and get superstars like they do in the NBA? That's my respect for Kyle Lowry. He never asked for anybody to come to this team. He stayed there. He didn't He didn't bitch. He likes to bitch at refs. But he basically went about his business all the time and said, you know what? You give me these guys, I'll play with these guys. I don't like guys who who make super teams. And that's what the modern NBA is.
0: And that's who fans are always going to pick, right?
1: Exactly. Like Vince Carter and all the
0: dunks and stuff. Yeah. And another thing is, too, remember, like, people are like, oh, Kyle Lowry doesn't get along with coaches and he's prickly. Whatever, dude. Sam Mitchell's not an
1: easy guy to get along with. Oh, hey. Sam, I'll tell you from a guy that met Sam Mitchell. Yeah, yeah. I prickly. know Sam Mitchell. Yeah. He's yeah. prickly. Yeah,
0: yeah. So he could be real moody. The whole stuff about, oh, you know what? He clashes with people. Yeah. Yeah. So do other people. Yeah. You know what I mean? He clashes with people because he's passionate, right? And listen, Kyle Lowry's matured over the years. You know, Kyle Lowry's matured, though, over the years. Some of my favorite rap, Kyle. You know what? Kyle Lowry is my favorite Raptor, too. It goes hand in hand. I, I like him. I You know, Cam, look, I'm a Buffalo Bill fan. I'm used to pulling for the underdog. Like, I don't give up on teams or players. Like, yeah. like I'm not a Philly fan. You know what I mean? Like, basically, where if Joel Embiid hits a shot or dunks on someone they chant MVP. If he misses a shot, you know what I mean? They chant, you're a scumbag. You suck. Yeah. Right. And you know, they boo him. And to me, that's not really being a real fan. You can say, Oh, we're passionate and stuff. No, nah, you're just jerks. Like you're not. Mm-hmm. And I see people like this. It's the modern younger g- fan that does this. I see it, You see it all the time. Can you, you see the tweets? Right, like you know what I mean, and you're not on social, you're not on Twitter as much, but you'll see it. Like, yep. If Austin Matthews misses on a breakaway, Austin Matthews sucks. Yeah, exactly. Man. That's true. Oh, he's Everything terrible. Sucks. He
1: sucks. Everything you know, sucks. Kyle
0: Lowry misses a shot yep. at the end of a game. Raptors are never gonna win. Kyle Lowry can't hit a big shot. You know, guys, it was one game. He's been in the league for thirteen years. He's been in the league longer than like you've been like uh, allowed to have your own computer, kid. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like people, they judge everything so critically. Like, but I, you know, I got mad about this the other day. Carl um, Anthony Towns, really nice guy. Carl Anthony Towns. Yep, he's a nice kid. Like, he really is a good kid. And his mother's in a coma because of the coronavirus. I don't really see. I didn't really see an outpouring of support no. for him from the public. In fact, there was none. Like, if you look, like, if you punch in his name, all it was was basically media people. Yep. And media people talking about it and other NBA players tweeting at him. Yet, there wasn't, it wasn't trending. No. Yet, if Carl anthony Towns gets dunked on. Yep. Or if him and Wiggins, and I know they got separated, but him and Wiggins blow a 17-point lead.
1: Oh yeah. Then
0: Carl Anthony Towns is the biggest loser in the world, and ah, he's a big soft loser. Ha ha ha. Yep. Like it doesn't go both ways. Like fans are only jerks. Like I see it firsthand with the Raptors. I see a ton of so-called Raptor fans. They're not Raptor fans, but they're right back to bashing Lowry if he has a bad night right away. People are idiots. You know. Stupid. And yeah, they're not, it's just, it's not being a real fan guys. When you, when you turn on the player all the time, I get getting frustrated with a player. I get eventually wanting to trade a player, but you don't help a team. You're not a real fan. If you're one of these, I love you. I hate you. You Nobody wants to be in a relationship like that. Even. No. you know what I mean? (laughs) You want to be with someone that like, (laughs) Oh, one day it's great. One day it sucks. And like, Oh, I love you. They hate you. Depending on the mood. We got enough problems.
1: Yeah. Right? It's, hard, it's uh, that would be difficult. Yes. Yeah,
0: but it's more of it's more of a modern fan thing. It is. It, it really is more of a modern fan thing. Fickle. Uh, the word uh, is fickle. Yeah. Uh, no, no. The word is uh, douchebag.
1: Douchebag. Okay, you could throw yeah, that word. Douchery.
0: Away. I was being Dou- nicer. Douche. Fickle. Douchery. Douche. <laughs> yeah, the word. <laughs> the word. The word is a uh, do douchery But yeah. you know, it, what's interesting though favorite raptor players of all yep. time is Dan. I got I got a so list. Kyle Lowry is like um, one of my, my favorites. You know I love DeMar. You know, yeah, I had I've flown around to see the guy come back. Love DeMar DeRozan, love Kyle Lowry. Um I'm a big Chris Childs fan. I was always happy Chris
1: Childs for the Raptors. Oh, yeah. Chris Childs, you try to pick up uh, my my friend's sister. Gave okay, her the number. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A real like right, right before the game and shoot around. Meet me after. He's a real slick, slick guy. Chris Childs looking for number. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Chris Childs may Kobe rest in peace, but Chris Childs was no Kobe fan. Oh, no, he was. Hey not. man, the Knicks and Nixon, the Lakers were playing. Man, and Chris Childs like didn't like he didn't play around basically Kobe melted off and said something to Chris Childs, and Chris Child just slapped him. <laughs> and he basically said, "After I don't care, you're Kobe." He was like, he like it was like he literally slapped him across the face. He was like, "What?" He turned around and just he just slapped him. Uh, I did like T Mac though when he was on the team.
1: I agree, I, and he, I
0: love Vince Carter when he was there too. Me
1: too. I, here, here's my list, and it's just like personal. You're gonna kind of. I uh, think it's interesting here. So these are just guys. They all turned on that,
0: us, Cam. Sorry, yeah. I was just gonna say that's the problem. Like I love Chris Bosh. I was a big Bosh fan. Yep. Yeah. But then when Bosh got out of Toronto, he goes, uh, he goes, oh, it's nice to uh, yeah. be on, uh, be well, in uh, a exactly. place." Exactly.
1: That's why he does. It's nice <laughs> to be out
0: of there. And uh, they're like, "Well, you thought you liked it there." He's like, "Well, a lot of immigrants there." Chris Bosh said that after. I <laughs> said, "Well, Thanks. it's a lot of immigrants." Thanks, and, buddy. Uh, And then he said, You know, he goes, Well, it's nice. It smells better here and stuff like real, like just dumb stuff. Yeah. That's the thing with Vince Carter. I remember, like, I used to rip Vince Carter. I was one of the people after. Screw him. You know, he wants to leave. F him. Yep. Right. And I remember Cabby, of all people, telling me, and Cabby told me, and, you know, Cabby's buddies with all these guys. And Cabby told me, he goes, You know, I understand you're, you're, you know, you rip Vince Carter and stuff. He goes, But I just want to let you know. He goes, I don't know if you know this, but he goes, Vince actually comes, like owns a restaurant here still and likes it here. Like Vince actually left for basketball reasons. Like he he was just like, you know what, I think I could be a bigger star in the state. Like, you know what I mean? Like he and his ego is agent, he even admits it after that he wish he would have done it differently. But Vince doesn't hate the city of Toronto. You know what I mean? Like, or the people. Like, that's why Vince is still beloved there and Bosch is not. Like, people are like, suck it, Bosh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bosch Davis. And... You bring in Nick Davis. Davis yeah. is a great player.
1: He I remember he said,
0: too. I don't yeah. want my kids learning a Canadian national yeah. anthem.
1: Yeah, metric system, too. Yeah. What is this metric system? It's, it's like, so shut stupid, up, bro. It's like, like it's you like,
0: know, all of you.
1: Like, dude, here's another tip. Like, I get 90% American lo- news, Gabe. You've lived in Toronto, Montreal, whatever. Like, when I hear stuff like that, it's just like, shut the hell up. Like, just that's such an ignorant comment t- to make. And, uh, yeah, no, I for my guys, I put Keon Clark number one, DeMar DeRozan number two, <laughs> Alvin Clark. Williams number three, Damon Stoudemire, number Loved four, Alvin and, and Vince Carter number five. Uh, I almost went with Mo Pete, but yeah, you would come on, that's a Michigan State Spartan, even though he was a great Raptor.
0: Nah, uh, you know what? And Moe <laughs> Pete, also super nice guy,
1: very nice guy. He was number six on my list.
0: Moe Pete. Uh, you yeah. know what? I got I love Mo Pete for me, yeah, Stodemeyer. Damon Stodemeyer, I saw the I wasn't at the first game, I was in like the seventh game or the fifth yeah. game type okay. thing. Like like I was at the Roger Skydome, even you know what I mean? Like
1: Yeah, the, the good old days. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> like I saw the Raptors, like the first like cu- the first couple of weeks they played. Not the first game, though. No. But uh and I knew Stodemeyer, I was college basketball, and I knew Stodemeyer from Arizona. I was like, oh yeah, Stodemeyer, man, this is great. Like if you look, that was like the difference of like the demise. And the difference, guys, of the um, of the Raptors, <laughs> of the Raptors and the Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. The Raptors took Damon Stoudemire. The Grizzlies took Big, Country, Big Reeves. Country Reeves. yep. And draft picks like that sent you back, guys. You know, Damon Stoudemire was good, right? So it just sort of led to, all right, we get another good guy in here, and. It was Isaiah Thomas, of all people. People don't know that. We're going down memory lane, but it was Isaiah Thomas. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.